tuning in today. This is Sarah Liz, Fully Awake, and today's guest is Brian. I'm so excited to have him here. This is recorded via Zoom, and I look forward to you all listening to the whole thing. It's very short today. It's about 30 minutes. I'm good. How are you? Good. Good to see you. I love following your Instagram. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Super fun. I, I try. I try. I try to make it fun and always trying to inspire people. You know how that goes. Yeah, for sure. Hey guys, this is Sarah Liz here with Fully Awake. And today I have Brian on the line with me. I'm so excited to have him here. Him and I met in Destin, Florida, uh, quite a number of years ago now, it feels like, when Grand Fitness first opened, actually before they even opened their doors. And he started personal training there and then continued his journey on with Max Nutrition. And I'm going to let him take it from here. All right. What's going on, guys? Um, Excited to be on here with you, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, we met down in Destin, and I've had quite the journey so far. Uh, A lot of health and fitness in my life. Um, but I basically ran that nutrition store for about three years, met a lot of amazing people down in Destin and nutrition, personal training, all that stuff. And then actually moved out of that business, sold it and moved to Arizona. So that's where I'm at now. But a lot of experience, um, over the years, I got my master's in sports and performance psychology from the university of Denver. Uh, when I was, I actually grew up in Colorado. So that's a fun fact. Uh, always been personal training. That's been about nine years of my life now. So I started very, very young, got my NASM certification, um, as well as doing TRX. Uh, so those are my two main, uh, training platforms. Um, love to use the mind. That's think that's really huge. Uh, everything with the mindset as well as the nutrition. Uh, I have a couple, I'm not a dietitian, but I have a few nutrition certifications with NASM, Nesta, a few other organizations. So I love that side as well. And then last but not least, uh, working a lot with the fitness um, and then also working with the nutrition and then the mindset. So if I have, I would say those are my three pillars. So I have a lot of experience with all three. So I like to bring that into my training and that's, that's my philosophy for sure. Yeah, rock on. And that's part of why I reached out to you to see if you wanted to be on this show that I started. Um, mostly because you really connect the spirituality, mindfulness um, aspect of it into your fitness life. And I think, you know, as being a fellow like-minded people, I, that's who I want on the show. And I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you took the time out of your day. Oh, well, thanks for having me again. I love it. Yeah, rock on. So, um... Kind of a few things that I really love to ask, and one of them is, uh, let's start for you, since you mainly talked about fitness, um, what is your favorite side of fitness, and then how do you connect that to your mental health, if you will? Mm, That's a great question. Um, I would say with fitness uh, in general, uh, when I first started, it was more so just relieving stress. And it still is that today. So it's kind of my escape. Uh, When I go in the gym, I don't usually talk. I will actually put my headphones on and just stay steady the entire time. So from a mental standpoint, it is my reset. It is the middle of my day and it's a time just for myself and it's my self-reflection. So I would say always that fitness and the mind go together. And my favorite part of fitness would definitely have to be the growth. in our program, we had something called growth mindset. 
So every single day, a growth mindset comes into a situation to where you can recognize your successes and your failures. And we all have them there on a daily basis. Let's say we go into this, into the gym and we cannot lift as much weight as usual, or we have a little pain in our ankles or a little pain in our knees. Um, it's normal. We're humans. There's stuff some days with the fitness side, you're just going to have a little bit of a down day. Um, sure. and it sounds weird, but I really find it beneficial to, uh, sit and to actually recognize that and to recognize that you're going through that experience whether that's in yoga, whether that's in weightlifting, whether that's in running, you're going to have those little pains every single day. And some days you may not, you have a great day of, but overcoming those obstacles in your mind and then having that growth mindset to be able to push to the next level, even when you have those down days, because some days, like I said, you will not perform like you did yesterday, but ultimately it is about your process and nobody else's. So about enjoying the process with your fitness, because you're going to keep growing and growing. And as long as that, as your mind is growing, your body's going to follow. That is the spearhead that takes you forward when you have that mindset. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, For sure. Absolutely. What are some of the tools you use to kind of, when you get to that down place or mm. maybe when you hit that discouragement? Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I had, I have a couple of like after, let's say after, uh, we had quarantine up here in Arizona and we weren't able to go to the gym. Like that was a serious downer for me because I wasn't able to go to the gym and I didn't have my barbells. I didn't have all my stuff, but fitness is not just all that equipment. So I had to overcome that. So I would say visualization has been, been huge for me and being able to set smart goals for myself. Yeah. And because if you're setting smart goals, you're going to be able to move towards something. Uh, if you don't have goals and you have actions, like that's great, but you have to have the action as well as the goals set and that will carry you forward. So I would say really what I do when I'm feeling really, really down is stop. If I need to stop my workout, I'll stop it. If my mind's not in it, I'll quit. I'll just, I'll say, you know what? Maybe today is going to be more of a self-care day and I'm going to rest and I'm going to go uh, eat some, eat my healthy meal, do whatever it is, recover, and then come back tomorrow even stronger. Um, if I'm in that workout and I need to do it and I'm in there working already and all of a sudden I have a downturn in my mental, um, you know, I'll stop for a second and then take a deep breath. I think breath is huge. If you're not breathing and you're not having that constant breath, your breath is your power. So I always tell my clients that. So if you're not breathing and you're not using those good, deep, uh, methodical belly breaths, I, I call them, just in through your nose, out through your mouth, um, honestly, it will get you more activated and ready and mentally stimulated to where hopefully you can hit that with every single rep or with your run, whether that's a pose, uh, strike, you're striking with yoga, whatever it is. Um, it's, it's all about just being able to pick yourself back up. Um, my breath is huge. I hold my breath all the time. So I've had to become better at controlling that. And it actually controls your arousal. It controls your relaxing. It controls if you're, every action you're doing, period. So being able to control that and be able to, this routine has been huge. Yeah, you cut out a little bit. But basically you're saying that being able to control your breath and pause mm -hmm. and take a moment is so huge. And I believe that with every aspect of life. Like, oh, yeah. like, take a moment wherever you're at, good and bad. You know, I think sometimes it's good and important to soak up the positive and mm -hmm. 
realize like, oh, right now this is really good. Quarantine, obviously, it was really hard. Are you guys still quarantined, by the way? No. Um, okay. So we're, we're out of it and back in the gym and all that and everyone's running around. Everybody's extremely active right now. So that's been good to see. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like seeing your uh, TRX posts and then you were pulling up on monkey bars <laughs> during, if you follow yes. him on Instagram, you have several handles. I think you're kind of like me. You want to tell us all your handles? Yeah. So my personal, I love to travel as well. So I have a personal, personal one where it's more of like family, um, a lot of my faith, a lot of my traveling. It's called, it's just Brian Basurlian. Literally, there's no other Brian Basurlians out there. So it's just my name. Um, <laughs> I know. Right. And then uh, my fitness handle is uh, literally the, the way, like as in protein, W-H-E-Y. And then the number two fitness. So the way to fitness um, so I try to keep that very active with the, the mental, the, the workouts as well as nutrition advice if it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. You just have those two or do you have one more? No, those are, okay. those are my only two right now. Yeah. All right, word. Okay. <laughs> very nice. Thanks for sharing those. So if you want to follow him on Instagram, you know where to go now. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you are a TRX coach and you said your other one that you're mainly certified with. What was it again? Was it? Uh, NASM. NASM. So NASM. Okay, cool. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Very cool. Rock on. And right now you're currently working at a boxing gym. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am working at a boxing studio here in Scottsdale, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, it's funny, actually. I'm working with, it, if most people know, this is, is Jabs Fitness. So uh, Jabs is used to be all women and it's mostly still all women. So they needed me to come in there and teach them nut- nutrition as well. Cause the owner was looking for something a little bit different. So I'm able to come in there and do some mindfulness clinics, um, doing a little bit of stretching te- like making sure we're doing some rolling, a lot of stretching, literally just making sure they're all f- feeling good after their workouts and yeah. And then group fitness training. So in personal training even, so it's pretty much everything. Nice. Rock and, on. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah. That's like the <laughs> idea to do everything for me anyway. The me goal too. Me too. Do it all because it's all so good. <laughs> yeah. You need it all. It's everybody needs all of that to be well, yeah. well cared for. All aspects. Um, yeah. So let's talk on the, you said mindfulness. You get to do mindfulness trainings. What does that mean yes. to you? So I would say, I think, a lot of my, there's a lot of things out there about mindfulness and we had a whole course on it and actually we were able to participate in my program in Denver. So we would go outside and you sit, you listen, you're very active. So if like you're sitting at the beach, if you're sitting, let's say you're sitting at home, you're sitting in your yard and then you stop, you take, obviously your breath is extremely important. Um, so this is more of the physiological aspect of mindfulness and kind of an act that someone who doesn't know about mindfulness much can take. So I highly recommend if you don't know what it is and mindfulness, it just sounds like some hokey pokey thing. I was like, I was blown away by the power of just being present in your, in your environment. So again, if you're near the beach, bless you. Like I wish I was again, you can go sit at the beach <laughs> And close your eyes and feel the wind, feel the sand beneath your feet. Or if you're sitting in the sand, just feel it, feel the ocean, feel the breeze, smell it, smell the salts, literally get in all of the physiological um, the stimuli around you. 
and then closing your eyes and listening to the sound of the waves, the sound of the gulls, sound of the kids screaming in the, in the background, whatever it is. Um, that presence and being able to be present in that moment and completely aware of your situation and in that moment is practically mindfulness at its base. And then we could practice that on a daily basis, whether we're in our car, whether we're at work, you can literally just sit at work. If you're feeling stressed and all of that, and we all do, like we may be running, whether you're sitting at a desk or, or you're running around with kids at school, whatever it is, you can sit for a second and take maybe a minute. You may not have long, but maybe a few minutes just to sit and be one with yourself. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes of all time was from John Kabat-Zinn. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Uh, he has a lot of great books. Um, but one of my favorite quotes from him is the best way to capture moments is to pay attention. This is how we cultivate mindfulness. And I mean, at the base of it, like that's the foundation of what it is. Um, so if you never just go on Google or something, I highly recommend just go looking up quotes from John Kabat-Zinn. He is, um, no matter where you're from, I was, I was, I grew up in the church. Um, I grew up very Christian. I went to the church. I was in a Christian school growing up. Um, so a lot of people were like, kind of like, what is all of this spirituality stuff? And, you know, in yoga, like, so I got into all of that and I wanted to see what it was all about. And there's a lot of huge things you can pull from it and use in your daily practice. So yeah, that, that's basically, those are the foundations of what it is. And I mean, it comes down to your breath. It comes down to being aware of your situation and aware of your feelings, bad or good, accepting them for what they are and moving forward and moving forward toward a more positive mindset, moving forward, whatever it may be or in growth. So yes, I know there's a lot to it and always getting asked more yeah. questions about it, but at its base, that's what I would say mindfulness really is at its foundation. Yeah. I really love hearing everybody's perspective and the wording that they use. Yeah. Everybody's a little bit different, although it all travels back to the same thing, which is like living in the moment, living in the right now and mm -hmm. being present with what you're doing at exactly that moment. And that's exactly what you described because Absolutely. you're also paying attention to all those elements that are surrounding you, whatever you're hearing, mm -hmm. whatever you're feeling, whatever you're touching, whatever your insides are feeling, you know? And yeah. It's so important. And I know for me personally, in my personal story, I wasn't always that way. Would you say that it took you a journey to get there? Or would you say that you've kind of always known how to be in tune and in check and cool with where you're at? No, I am one of the biggest overthinkers you could possibly think of. <laughs> so Fair enough. <laughs> it, if I, in, in all this full disclosure, I, if I'm alone, I had to work on that. It was a skill I had to develop. And once I learned it, it changed a lot of things for me because yeah. if you look at the statistics right now, about 70% of the illnesses that come into the hospital are a derivative of stress. So physiological responses um, to constant chronic um, stress on your body. And that usually is being caused by your mind. So a lot of us are thinking ourselves to death. It's something that it's kind of a brutal thing to think about, but our days are full of our bodies being in a heightened state because a lot of people are living in that heightened state every single day, 24 seven, even when they sleep and they can't sleep. Um, so that just is, goes on from there. Right. So being in the moment and all of that, 
I needed to learn that because I found myself um, with my family having trade anxiety. That was something that was diagnosed in my family and I was adopted. That's also a fun fact. So I went back in my roots and I found that my, both of my biological parents suffer from chronic anxiety, panic Mm. attacks, all that stuff. So I needed to find something besides drugs and like pills or something like that, because people were like, you should take this. I'm like, no, I really do not want to do that ever. So I needed to find, um, an action step and mindfulness and that practice became uh, a daily ritual for me so I could bring myself back to center. Yeah. Rock on. How did you find that in college? You mentioned you learned your mindfulness in college in Colorado. Mm -hmm. By the way, so was mm-hmm. that, that kind of your first time that you were like, oh, okay, I, this could really help me? Absolutely, yes. I, yeah. I, re- I remember it very clear. I was, so I did a, I did a health psychology program at, for undergrad, but my master's program in Denver was really big with that because our professor took us outside and sat us down in the middle of a park and literally had us all close our eyes. And I was like, I didn't know what to expect. And then after the session was done, it only took like five minutes. I felt an extreme relief. Like all the tension in my chest was gone. My shoulders relaxed. It was like everything had like the stresses of the day. I was in the middle of grad school, like almost with finals, midterms, all of that. And I was able to come back to center. Like, and it was something I developed after that. For sure. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh- yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, yeah, I guess I, let let me go back. I'll pause and like pick one of these. And then if you want to do it again, (laughs) all (laughs) right, let's just talk about fitness and faith then. Okay, cool. Fitness and faith. Yeah. Your perspective on that. All right. So with fitness and faith, um, I actually, there was a, I was going to start a blog actually, and I never got around to it, but it was called uh, Faithing Vanity. So it was like a play on facing, but I was saying faith, faithing vanity. Ah. So it's like, so I've been in the fitness industry and seen, and I know everyone's on Instagram and on social media and Facebook and whatever it is. And a lot of the times I feel like it is very hard for a person of faith and a person who has certain views to stick to those views and to stick to those morals as you try to become more popular on social media. Um, So that's something that has troubled me. And I mean, man, no judgment. No one should be like, I'm not judging anybody. But the fact that there's so much fluctuation on social media about um, people trying to be popular, like what pictures do you take? What content do you post? So with all of that, it's really hard if you want to stick to who you are and you want to stick to your morals and your ethics and your values and all of that, you may not get as many followers and as much publicity if that's what you're looking for um, from being honestly, be just sticking to yourself. But um, what I've tried to do with my social media, um, I found that I really want to stick with a certain I want to reach people with quality content rather than quantity. Really want fitness to go back to people being who they are and the, having the journey that they... <laughs> okay. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, for all my, good. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. For my listeners, you know, I have children. So, uh, yeah, I just had to take a break. We are back. And Brian was talking about how in faith and fitness and trying to get popular on social media, sometimes you either stick to your morals or, or you kind of have to go outside of those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's something these days that people can either choose and, and it comes down to what you want. Like, what do you want from fitness? But ultimately, um, and I was just saying, I love, I love to see people be themselves, be themselves on whatever it is in life and coaching and your everyday interactions on your social media platform. If you have one, whatever it is, I would just encourage anybody that is struggling with what they're trying to do with their fitness to just stick to what you love and to enjoy. So if you like yoga, do yoga. If you like to run on the beach, do beach workouts, do that. If you want to be in the gym, you don't have to accept anybody's definition of what fitness is and what it needs to be and what you need to be. Um, just like you need to be yourself, you need to be yourself in whatever, however you express yourself with all of that and stick to your guns stick to who you are and the people that matter will come in and the people that need you need to influence will be there because sometimes it's, it's hard because you see all these people doing this and that, and you want to, you want to do these things. But ultimately if you stick to bettering yourself and who you are and the way you influence and improving your skills and your tools, then in the long run, it may take a process. Who knows? Like there's no definition of time but you're going to get better and better and you're going to influence more people in a quality way. So um, fitness and faith, they should run together. If there are two very important things in your life, they need to be together because yeah. there's a lot of people going through the same thing because in our world today, they have become extremely separate. Um, I feel like, and a lot of people, it's, and the reason I talked about faith and vanity is because there's a lot of vanity in the fitness industry. Um, a lot of people trying to look, trying to be, trying to do a certain thing because they saw it on Instagram. They saw their, their influencer looking a certain way or doing a certain thing. Just do you. Like, it's hard to say and it's hard to do. It's not, it's not easy. But that may just take action steps on your part from really to dial in certain parts of your life and spending less time maybe on social media and spending more time on bettering yourself and reading and spending time with people you love. Um, maybe even going to classes like group fitness classes, yoga classes, going to, um, there's TRX classes, go to a training class and just build more social interactions with others. That's the best way you can influence others with fitness. Um, and then you'll grow. So yeah. stick, just stick to you, you be you like, that's all I can say with that. For sure. I so, really, one yeah. of your Instagram handles, you had a mental momentum and yeah. I think you ditched that a little bit ago and created an, or changed the name. And I mm -hmm. remember some of those things that you were posting on that were good little reminders of, yeah. you know, like, Hey, this is what today or good reminder for today. And I, I loved following those. And I still, even with what you're doing still, I feel like you are definitely speaking from who you authentically are and you're sticking to what you want to share. And I have to agree with you. You're living it out and 
it's it's hard, you know. <laughs> I have to speak from my perspective too for a second. Um, you know, I, I had this really good friend who's real popular on Instagram and I was like, I want to be popular too, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And then I had to really take a step back and realize that that wasn't me. And I'm super passionate about something that on the opposite end of the spectrum that she's passionate about. And I don't have to look like she does. Well, she's very amazing and great at what she does. That's for her and that's her destiny. And that's like the path that she's supposed to take. And it's not mine. And it took mm-hmm. me a, personally a little bit to uh, realize that. And so you were, while you're speaking to everybody else that's listening, you were speaking to me a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I was reminded of that time in my life, you know? Because mm-hmm. you, I mean, I think sometimes Sometimes I think, oh, to be successful as a fitness individual, that I have to have all these followers so that they will then buy my plan or Mm -hmm. sign up for my monthly fitness nutrition, you know, coaching sessions or whatever. But really at the end of the day, what I've found is since I stopped focusing on that and started focusing on just being who I am, that they come and go the people that need it come and go in and out of, you know, my paid client list. Um, and I feel like they're grateful for those moments and I'm grateful because I, I usually end up learning from that other person too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's like when I'm in class and if I'm teaching a class and then let's say there's like 15 spots and then only four or five people show up, and you're you're disappointed for a second because yeah you want a full class you want plenty of people there to to influence but you have five very great people there for you to influence and the time you can spend with those few may benefit them in the long run and you never know what the ripple effect will be because you may influence the right person at the right time and then that one person you influenced will influence your life in a major way down the road. Yeah, so, exactly. because it, in a lot of those big scenes, you lose track. You lose track of how many people you have. So you could be in it. So, and I have some great friends that have thousands and thousands of followers on Instagram. And I'm like, that's amazing. And that is, like you said, that's their calling. And that's what they're doing. But maybe your calling, if you don't have that, is to be over here tending to the flock or the people you have over here. And then that is going to influence them. So it's just seeing the big picture like you talked about. And it's an ego check. Like you're working on your life and all that you can focus on is that you're being, and the only thing you can control is that you're being better every single day Um, and that you're growing. And then if you're being your best self, like you said, the right people are going to come along. So it it hurts to get a gut check, like an ego check, like, oh, um, I could be doing that. I could be doing this. So that's a slippery slope. And again, back to mindfulness, it's to bring that all together to be like, okay, Brian, uh, okay, Sarah, like, no, like this isn't, that's not right. And this is not productive thinking. So we need to go back to that and then start focusing on what you're doing because just recenter because yeah, we, like you said, it's our culture is driven by social media, our news, our fashion, our cars, our what, what our definition of success is, 
is being defined to us by social influencers every day. So sometimes you just got to stop, turn it off, quiet yourself, and then just recenter because it's easy to get lost in there. Yeah. Slippery slope. It is. And then sometimes you forget about the people that are right here around you. Like for me, it's my kids, my husband, my extended family members, my friends that live right down the road, you know, and Mm -hmm. you forget about those people that surround you and that are physically there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because those are the ones that are going to build you up. Uh, build you up internally as well and build your emotions up to where they're going to make you better. And like, yeah, it's a good point. Like you have all of this and it's like, what is that going to do for you in the end? Like you have all of this happiness because my dad and I talk about that all the time. It's like, what is happiness? So that's something like ask yourself is like, what makes you happy? And to not accept anybody else's definition of what is happy because your happiness is going to come down to your actions and what you decide. Um, yeah. And one more quote. I love quotes. So it's, that's a fun <laughs> fact. Uh, happiness is always one decision away. So if you're not happy about something in your life and things are somewhere, somewhere in your life, you're a little unhappy um, or if there's something you're struggling with, there's usually a choice that has to be made. Maybe an action that needs to be taken. Something needs to be subtracted. Something needs to be added. Someone needs to be subtracted. Someone needs to be added. Whatever it may be, it's hard choices, but maybe, and usually I found in my life, especially is that a choice uh, may be in order. So if you need to make choices to pull you one step closer to what you're looking for, that may be something to think about, um, whatever that may look like in, in your life. So Yeah, for sure. And would you agree that what you're looking for when you're speaking to the masses um, is really your inner voice, which is really, you know, whatever you believe in. And for me, that's God. And I know for you, it's Mm -hmm. the same. Is is God telling you, like, this is what you are supposed to be doing? Yeah. Are are you asking, should should you be listening for that voice? Yeah. Like, would you agree that that's that's the voice and that's where you should be? And should you be listening? (laughs) Yes. Like, yes, absolutely. Um, I had my first, like for last year example, I had my first audible experience when I was in Africa. I was actually on a mission trip there with my family on a medical missions trip in Ethiopia. And I had my first audible, uh, cause that was during my transition to when I was moving to Arizona and I had a oh, cool. firm audible confirmation that I was supposed to make a move. And I made the move and doors have opened up since. So definitely not letting the wrong influences and the wrong voices. Like some people, everyone has opinions. Mm-hmm. So listening for God's voice and listening for your internal voice. And like my parents always say is that Holy Spirit tugging on you, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That's, that is my, I want that to be my compass. And that's something I, with stress, sometimes I feel like I lose sight of. So then I have to come back. Um, and recenter. That's all, it's recenter. Like you got to recenter. You got to have that time. You got to read, get to his word, whatever it is. That's, that's important. So yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. There it is. Yep. Faith and fitness. <laughs> Faith and fitness. Full circle. The, no. the holistic holistic approach. Yeah. That really did come full circle. I like it. Yeah. It'll come together. That's the pillars right there. (laughs)
That's right. Cool. Well, Brian, I look forward to having you on the show again, and we'll wrap this up today. Is there anything that you would like to add? No, I would just say, well, thank you for having me, first of all. Thanks for listening. Everybody's on right now. Um, and I just want to say, keep pushing, keep whatever you're doing in your life right now, just keep working hard at it and stay steady. And with your faith in your fitness, you just be balanced. Balance is everything with your life, your family, your, your training, whatever it is. Uh, we're always looking for balance. So I wish that for all of you at this time. So yeah, totally agree. Yes. 100%. Thanks again. Absolutely. This has been an episode on Fully Awake, and today's guest was Brian Masserlian. You can follow him on Instagram at The Way to Fitness, and you can also follow him at Brian Masserlian, both Instagram handles. I hope you have enjoyed today's show. Have a great day, my friends. Namaste. Namaste.